0: Welcome to Cutscenes and Cupcakes, the podcast. What? The musical. No, 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 no. (sighs) We all know
1: that musical episodes happen and then the series dies. You
0: sing in the last episode (laughs) multiple times. Fine. Mm -hmm. You sing in many of our episodes multiple times. (laughs) Actually, the
1: musical episode of Buffy is phenomenal. Uh, Yeah no Marley it's so good I do not want to hear it the
2: musical episode of Grey's Anatomy is phenomenal and it's still going
0: is it I liked it it was emotional there were definitely some people in Buffy who had better singing voices than others but I guess that's expected Mm -hmm.
1: yes oh and in Grey's Anatomy the chick that plays Callie Sarah Ramirez was on Broadway before she was on Grey's Anatomy so at that tracks top that Top that.
0: Anyway, now we can
1: do some teenage witch. And top that. Do, 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 do you guys remember Teenage Witch? All right. Is no, Sabrina
0: the teenage Sabrina? witch? No. Oh my gosh. The only teenage witch I know is Sabrina. Thank you. Oh, it okay. was
1: like a Disney Channel original She's the Teenage Witch. It was like a Teenage uh Disney Channel original movie, Teen what? Witch. Oh, Teen Sabrina. Witch. Sabrina. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You guys are the worst. Okay, so... I didn't have cable, you know that Some of our listeners will know what Teen Witch is. It's from 1989, I so... I think you're oh. mixing it up
2: with Teen Wolf.
1: No, I am not. Oh my gosh. We're going to have a watch party. It's so fantastically, like, early 90s. So, anyways can't wait (laughs) welcome to our
0: podcast this is a podcast not a musical if that wasn't clear um yes i'm marley and i'm joined here today with
2: (laughs) tell us marley who are your co-host?
0: i I mean yes i was letting you introduce yourself well i'm lindsay (laughs) not this again
1: (laughs) so welcome to the to the episode where we do musicals and switch personalities, <sighs> but That's we're excited disturbing. to talk about behind the
0: scenes of Diablo Four.
1: Yes. So last week, to Diablo we, Two Furious.
0: Yes. Last week we talked about Diablo Four and like our experiences with the gameplay and the we story, gave it our ratings and all that fun. Marley, I don't think stuff. you ever said what you rated. Diablo he Four. It was
1: 3.99. 3.99. Yeah, but in what? Cakes. You got after and now, don't think you specified. I am so sorry. after Lindsay for not specifying.
0: Cake. Dear listener, I want to rectify that right here, right now. Yeah. And what... say that I... Um, I thought about it when Lindsay was talking and I didn't then voice it. But um, for dessert tonight, um, my sister-in-law made these amazing um, cheesecake like bars that you then dip in chocolate and then you like freeze it. They were Uh delightful. So I feel like 3.99 of those. those. (laughs) (laughs) So not quite four bars, but like, there was like a, a bite, fell off. Yeah, a bite taken out of one, like a like a child sized bite, and then I had the rest. <laughs> Dear listeners, we are recording this on September the
1: fourth. So sorry to spoil the <gasps> Don't podcasting. Don't tell me that. But do you guys know what day it's going to be released on? It's not important day.
2: wow Wow. your
1: birthday yeah it's
2: your birthday birthday happy September the 13th just kidding excuse
1: me oh my gosh I'm just
2: messing I'm just messing you do that joke always to us (laughs) oh you know she
0: does what a stinker (laughs) she is a stinker stinker. but she's Uh, our stinker yeah but I'm your stinker yeah and I already have your birthday present ready to go Yay! 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 Me
2: too. In, I was playing with it tonight because I was like quality checking it,
1: and I approve. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cutscenes and cupcakes fashion, for my birthday, we'll be playing a video game. Oh <gasps> yes! I'm excited.
2: We'll yes. tell you all so that about that it. Will
1: be Fun. But, but let's get back to yes. the BTS of DIV Diablo. See what I did there. Can I
2: go first and get was... my tea out? Yes, sure. A bit of tea. Um, so we all know Blizzard is Blizzard imaginable. Um, they need a swift kick in the butt, but this game was no exception to some of the issues that they had. Um, I'm not going to go into Blizzard. I'm not going to go into... I'm not even going to scratch the surface of the Blizzard stuff. We've all heard a lot about it. Someone said working on Diablo was the most traumatizing game experiences of their life. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah, like, it was pretty bad. But um, they fired two people and things got much better, I hear. But there were some issues with what they did in the game. Um, they had to like desexualize the heck out of Lilith because she was like the queen of succubi kind of
0: I told you guys like, in the last episode yeah. I
1: was going to say that doesn't surprise you me at all
0: Lady Dimitriscu Demi- um, or whatever well and is. I'll
1: talk about it yes. more Lilith has a huge like sexuality about her so it, and that's okay that's but how we character. present it in games yes no I 100% something agree something to be careful about
2: Um, they also had some ableism issues, like Inarius was in a wheelchair and then he just stands up because it was a symbol of his brokenness because he realized he didn't need it anymore. Like, issues, issues across the board. Um, so they had to, like, get rid of that. They had to fight to get underwear on one of the women in the game. There was, like, a woman in the game called, um like, the raped woman.
0: Oh. Yeah. Like,
2: and they had, they're like, hey, maybe this is more of her backstory and less of her character. And they're like, and the team of eight men who were, like, writing it were like, no, that's who she is. And I'm like, no, no, no. So, like, there were some pretty severe issues of the creation of this game and how they had to make it. But it sounds like things got cleaned up and I will give it to um Diablo 4 like despite a lot of really ugly allegations and situations that were happening with Blizzard they did seem to pull it back together and um in stepped Joe Shelley I don't know how who this guy is or oh, how great Jo-Jo. of a he is But he seems better and people seemed happier to work for him because he didn't come into the company with an ego. He came with more of like a good heart and was like, you know, trying to help. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I just hope that Blizzard is a better place to work than it was when the making of this game happened. I hope that Blizzard is a better place to work every day since then. I don't know if that's necessarily been true given the news that has been coming out, but, um, you know what? Like I will give it to Diablo four. Like it didn't seem overly problematic when I played it and they had removed a lot of those issues. So yeah, just, it came from a difficult place, I guess
1: I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, I was talking to a friend about, the creation she actually works, she is a developer for Red Games, but um we were talking about developing teens and how they go through so many transformations and how hard and shitty and emotional and awesome it is to bring forth a game. Um, and she suggested this book that I think we should all read and then we can come back and talk about it on the podcast. We'll have a have book club episode. Book club. Yes, it's yes. called uh Blood, Sweat and Pixels by Jason. <gasps> schreier Ooh, so that might be something we need i'm gonna to... add it to my wish list yeah just because we've is been there talking an audiobook let me see oh i Can mean i'm sure talking? there are yes there is hey it's it's free on audible oh with an audible trial well f you amazon anyways wow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no uh, it's sixteen bucks
2: for the book. Calm down.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that they could make the changes they needed to make because that's no bueno. Yeah.
2: Um, and I, like I said, like I just hope it gets better and better for them. Um, and I'm happy that this game wasn't super problematic. Like it wasn't. It didn't have the issues I thought it would have coming from Blizzard in this era. If that yeah. makes sense. Like, not that they're going to release something now that's super problematic, because I think everyone has their eyes on Blizzard as, like, the poster child of problematic video game studios, but I just, I don't know. I was worried having, well, a like, lot a female of... villain, you know, with Lilith's um story, like, with her
1: components and personality, so... And a lot of games where you are building like your different like barbarians and sorcerers and stuff, you do get mm-hmm. the, the character, uh, the outfit choices, like the mm-hmm. small chainmail outfit choices or the more risque like sorcerer outfits or like druids are often naked. And we don't kind of mm-hmm. have those types of options for Diablo, which is also nice. Right.
2: I actually thought all the clothing choices. I only played Necromancer. There's only like two that are like a little tiny skimpy bra thing. But I mean, the rest are like totally normal clothes that I feel like were the same for the guy Necromancers. And I was like, okay, not bad. You know?
1: Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> um. Well, I was learning... And a change of events about some of the music that um, they did for Diablo 4. Um, So I learned about the controversy and you learned about the music? Yeah. Well, (laughs) and... (laughs)
2: i I am steph and you are Lindsay. oh my gosh beginning of this episode
0: well and i feel like that's a controversy in itself because i also have a controversy to talk about and (laughs) it's usually steph that that is the one that does and me and Lindsay don't so this this whole episode is so controversial omg
1: (laughs) oh all right well ted Reedy and Leo Kalinski were the head um, composers for Diablo. And I just thought it was really interesting because in an interview from uh, Medium, is this, I think it's medium.com. They talked about how they had to score for um, Lilith because they wanted to obviously represent like, as things get worse, the music progressively gets worse but they also need to um show like really like kind of emotions that you don't usually want to expand expel in like music like disgust and like um feeling of like ho- helplessness and whatnot so they just talked about how they had to kind of turn um get darker and darker with some of their music choices um so that the mood would align with their experience um sh- who is it that i'm trying to ted reedy said her theme a simple four note motif represents her as the mother of sanctuary and embodies the descent into the darkness as the game progresses Lilith's music evolves showcasing her multifaceted nature and drawing players deeper into her um, her enigmatic in- enigmatic presence. So Mm -hmm. I just thought that, and then it, that actually turned me, um, no. And then actually, um, when they announced this at the first time, I think at the game awards, they showed it with a song by Billy Eilish, which is pretty dope. Um, and then also on that note as well, um, Halsey, and one of the char- what? not one of the characters, one of the singers from BTS, Suga, um, collabed and did a music, did a song and a music video for Lilith. That's actually very cool. You guys should go look it up. That is cool. I will look
2: that up. That you should. Sound, yeah. It is.
1: It's a fun one. Um, But then that also made me want to kind of dive deeper into some of the lore behind Lilith. Um just because she is such a main character of this story. And um, it was interesting because Blake was playing this before I was playing it. He's playing it with a friend. And when that first original cutscene comes up in the church and she appears and she says, her name is Lilith. I'm like, Oh, that's Lilith. And my husband's like, I don't, am I supposed to know what that means? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he didn't know. Well, and I get it. Cause it's, the the legend and lore of Lilith is actually from Jewish traditions originally, um, which sure. is kind of interesting as Lilith being the first wife of Adam from the Garden of Eden. And then I was listening to a podcast today and it was so funny because I found a podcast and I started listening to it. I'm like repeating my story um, with the same words and stuff, but you know, if you guys have listened to a par-cast podcast podcast, mm-hmm. you know what they sound like. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. the narrator sounds like. You know how they're very scripted. They're very scripted. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea it was a podcast. And I just, just listened i like, oh, this is totally 100% podcast, which mm-hmm. made me laugh. But it was called Mythical Creatures. And it talked about Lilith and told kind of her story of being created with Adam kind of being just like head over heels in love with him, like wanting to just be with him all the time and not feeling that necessarily reciprocated from him. And then there's the story that comes from tradition about how Lilith uh, saw the creatures in the garden of Eden. She saw them multiplying and making children. And she thought to herself, is that something we should do? And Adam who was the only one who could communicate with God in the garden said, that's not something we need to be worried about. Um, it's not our time to do that. And then there's the story of her, um, wanting to be on top during sex. Um, yeah. And so, and that was like showing. And so for this tradition where it's patriarchal, right. And like, you need to, that wasn't, seen as correct like it should be man on top there was like this whole quote too that was about like if a woman is on top or a woman is in charge how will the children know who to follow <laughs> so it's super patriarchal
0: um, um which is interesting though because like i the, it sounds like there's like lot yeah there's like lots of different um you know like points of lore um for Lilith and, and whatnot, because like I I I knew about like her, you know, as a I mean, you know, because we don't really I don't know, it's it's hard to like, is this a real person that was in history or like what is this? You know, mythical creature. We'll just call her that. Um but I first heard about her in the TV show Supernatural. Like she was like a big villain. Um. And she had like this huge like story arc for like multiple seasons and um and like the 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 thing that the story of like how she came to be was that it was actually the fallen you know the fallen angel lucifer who um he through his corruption and falling from you know heaven that he then created his first demon which is Lilith. And then she became the mother of demons, you know, kind of thing. So it's kind of interesting. And then I've also heard some lore where she got with Lucifer and they created demons together, you know? So it's kind of interesting to like hear um, this version that you're talking about, Steph, where it was more with like Adam in the Garden of Eden. Right. Yeah. So. Just and interesting.
1: Yeah, she is expelled from the Garden of Eden and then came back as a feisty bitch who wanted to make people suffer and like create demons, um, which you know what? And so it is, it is interesting. Lilith when depicted that way, she's a, she, she's, she's not in the wrong here. And so that's why when Mm -hmm. I saw Lilith, I was telling my husband and her, his friend, I'm going to be team Lilith. Like this woman, (laughs) her, her sin was not wanting to follow Adam. And it is really interesting because in uh, Jewish lore, they both came, were created the same way and on the same day and from um, like the ground. And then in with Eve, there's the whole Eve came from Adam's rib. So it is like this kind of subjugated idea of like, well, we were equal and then she came from your rib. So it is, it's, it's a super interesting, it's super interesting lore. And, not that Lilith from Diablo is straight from Lilith from like Christianity and Judaism and all that. Mm-hmm. But there are so many aspects of it, like her being the mother of demons, um, mother her being vampires, the mother of vampires, which is why they had to bring her forth with a blood sacrifice. Um, so she is actually mentioned in the Judeo Christian Bible in um, where is it? I think it's in Ezekiel or something. So it is, it's just this interesting, like non story story that you hear of. And yeah, I mean, just from what frame you look at it, like she could be this evil, insane person coming to hurt you and those you love, or she could just be this woman trying to get revenge because Adam didn't treat her right. So I don't, I think that she's a compelling character is I guess what I'm trying to say. (laughs)
2: I, uh, this is going to be like, I don't want to derail this entire conversation, but I find it really interesting um, looking into any of these figures. Like if you look into Lucifer, and I'm not saying I'm a devil worshiper, but I was really curious. I'm like, why would you pick the bad guy of this story to worship? So I looked into Satanism a lot and it was really more sympathizing with the fact of like, his pursuit like his sin was the pursuit of knowledge rather than like the subjugation and torture of mankind like it 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 was glory he
0: wanted the he wanted all the glory
2: well there was that too but like people were taking his side and and not like twisting the bible or anything but just saying think of this perspective And, and it was just really interesting to me that that and like I don't know everything there is to know about a lot of stuff, but like understanding that perspective of like, oh, being a Satanist isn't about like rooting for the bad guy. It's more about rooting for different priorities and different things, if that makes sense. Like having a different perspective and looking for different traits than other things are. Uh, than the opposition, really.
1: Well, so, there anyways. is when I was listening to that podcast, and podcast does podcast as scripted and sometimes annoying as they can be, they're researched well. <laughs> and there was some um, talk about uh, Lilith being the person who put curiosity into Eve and made her start thinking about uh, eating the apple in the garden of good and evil. So I think that was mm-hmm. interesting. Also, when she was then taken out of the garden and summoned to uh the red sea which is typically where people think like where she went in lore do you know what biblical angels look like
0: do you have you guys
1: yeah
0: i will show you this is like what depiction in what depiction though like whose whose depiction are you like ancient Bible 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 depictions but from what source uh, from a lot of sources. Oh, Yeah. Like what is the one you're pulling up right now is what I'm asking. Well, this is on Reddit, but it's also,
1: it's in Isaiah and revelations the way, even in the King King James version of the Bible, when they talk about angels in there, they talk about multi-eyes or of lots of eyes. And they talk about um like feathered wings and stuff oh you're
0: just talking description i thought you meant like you had like pictures and i'm like what are you oh. talking about oh like,
2: i know i was like marley it's the bible like the yeah bible, no, I'm, like, the bible. I'm like
0: who's the artist <laughs> yeah. i was no oh pictures. With i mean yeah. this this is not like, I'm I'm like is there cave drawings like somewhere like no I'm like, this what? is just like the from the depiction ah! so like yeah, yeah. Multiple, like winged. Winged. i don't it's, like that it's like
1: the the scriptures from Revelations are wild, man. So yeah. Anyways, that was kind of a fun little um sidetrack and <laughs> rabbit hole to go into today. Oh well, yeah.
0: And not uh and not to, you know, say anything or, or have any sort of statements or anything one way or the other about Christianity, Judaism, Satanism, and whatnot on this podcast. But you know, we're we're all, we're we're neutral here, <laughs> so you know what you do. You just be a good person. Um, I hope we've
1: made it pretty clear. We're Team Lilith. <laughs> uh, did we though? I made it clear. I'm Team Lilith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You do you. Steph. <laughs>
1: I'm Team. I'm Team. Don't be an a
2: hole and um, know yourself
1: and know your. That sounds like you're talking about masturbation. No, oh my gosh. Okay, no. <laughs> no. well that's it. On, sure. no. yeah, so, on to Marley.
0: So <laughs> we're gonna top this controversy sandwich um with uh with some more um controversy. So my the biggest one that I um thought of, and not even just controversy, but just like what I wanted to research some more as we were getting ready for this episode was the fact that this episode, I teased this in our you know, our previous podcast episode, but like, not this episode. Guys, I am saying episode a lot. I am so sorry. Let me start over. So
2: what episode is it? Okay,
0: yeah. I teased in our last episode about how this game, like quickly, it just seemed like there was so much hype and everybody was super into it and then it just like fizzled out. And I think there are multiple reasons for this. Um, I think one of them, well, a couple of them I think are the big obvious reasons. And one of them is that they came out with this really bad patch. Um, 1.1.0 to be specific. And also the fact that Baldur's Gate came out pretty soon after. So Diablo came out in the beginning of June and, um, Baldur's Gate came out on PC at the beginning of August. And then now at the beginning of September, it's out on console. So I just, I feel like with those two big games being so close together, I think that also contributed to it. But the part that I wanted to focus on was this patch. <laughs> so I thought it was really, really interesting to, um, like, there's, like, and even just kind of hearing what you were saying before, Lindsay, about Blizzard and the developers, this kind of goes all hand in hand. So, the big thing with this patch, if you guys are not familiar, is that it dramatically reduced player power across the board. Yeah. Um. There was a lot of reduction in, um, to XP earned, as well as, like, um being able to... uh. What is the word I'm looking for? Hold on. I have so many tabs open, you guys. Okay, here's one. <laughs> Marley's um, got a conspiracy board. No, like, <laughs> like seriously, I have so many tabs. Like, there's so much stuff about this. Like, I was having a hard time really narrowing it down. Um, so this article um, comes from X-Fire. Um, it was published on July 22nd by Ray Amapoliquio. Polo- Sorry. I'm so bad at names. Sorry, Ray. But it's called Blizzard apologizes for terrible season f- or Diablo four season one patch. Yeah, And what he said was, um, to no one's surprise, Blizzard's intent um, with this like very infamous, it's like a very now infamous patch. And it wasn't really to like provoke fury. Um, you know, they, they really just wanted to, um, balance and improve the game dynamics. The goal was to rein in the popular and overpowered builds that were blasting through content, quote unquote. So it sounds like they didn't like that. People were just like having fun and just powering through the story and like having a good time with their character builds. Like, yeah, I don't know nerf everybody. I, I feel like it just, it like, there was no point to that. Um, so they they were saying the game's associate director Joe uh, the nerfs were painful but also necessary and um, they there's like multiple quotes about how um, the game devs are like we know it is bad we know it is not fun we don't plan on doing a patch like this ever again. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that that's nice of you to say, but can you fix this one? Like you Did guys it, are just making right. it be like, well, sorry, the patch was terrible. We don't care anymore. <laughs> Moving on. There's mm-hmm. nothing we can do. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yikes. So um, there was also like a lot of, not even just nerfing characters, but they changed a lot of the dungeons and just, um, you know, they, they really wanted to make it, they say balance where they really wanted to make like the enemies and the environment more balanced and compatible with these like crazy character builds. Now here's to say though, I I feel like I have to like point this out. This is more for end of game stuff. This is after you finish the story and now you're just wanting to build up your beefy character, for the most part, you know, obviously there's, mm-hmm. you know, you have to get through the story and you have like a specific build that you've taken along with you, but this is mostly for like post-game stuff. A lot of people are really upset um, because they can't do anything more with their character. And so maybe, maybe that's why they're like replayability is great because they, <laughs> they're they literally forced mm-hmm. to start over yeah. with a new character build because you can't, you can only do so much. Jeez. Um, oh, let's see. Yeah, there was a quote. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people were um, just really, really upset. Um, I, I also looked into, you know, how. Well, OK, so I, I should say they did come out with, I think, two patches since then to kind of fix everything again and kind of what they say, even more balanced and kind of fix some of their mistakes. Mm -hmm. But it still seems like a lot of that stuff in the original bad patch stuck. And I think a lot of people lost faith in the, um, in Blizzard and feeling like that they care about this game. I was even talking to um, Jason before this episode and just telling him, Oh, this is what I've been, you know, researching and, and, preparing and he's like oh yeah no totally i loved this game when it first came out and i was playing it like i i was like so into it but that patch made me lose faith in it yeah it made me lose interest Mm -hmm. like that like so quick um let's see where did that quote go i just why did i click out of my i clicked out of the article (laughs) which one was it oh here it is um so anyways uh A lot of people just felt like a lot of the new powers and kind of fixes were just still not enough to compensate. Um, (laughs) This person called, maybe this person would get along with you, Lindsay, um, because they called it a boring (laughs) endgame. Yeah. Um, a but boring
2: even... game game, too. <laughs> so sorry, yeah,
0: but no, this is definitely more for, like I said, end of end game stuff. This person yeah, yeah. Um, on Reddit um, said, the loot is boring, the end game is boring. the density <laughs> is low. That's why. The campaign and combat are fun, but that wears off. So that's the reason why they stopped playing. Um, Diablo. Like it just it just lost its fluff. Like it just really lost it for a lot of people. They claim that Diablo 4 isn't dead fluff? yet. <laughs> Sorry.
2: I do appreciated not, that.
0: Did you like my description? Yep. <laughs> um I did. but they they claim that a lot of people are still um you know playing it and whatnot, but the numbers also speak for themselves because let's see, where did it go? Not this one. Where did my thing go? Um, a lot of people are like comparing, um, you know, with, with some other Blizzard games. Here it is that Diablo four. So this article um, I found on gamepressure.com um, by Camille Klesic on August 9th. They said that Diablo 4 is losing players faster than World of Warcraft and Overwatch 2. <laughs> oh, so oh. they like show like all Sticks. these like they like show these like stats of people watching the games on Twitch and the viewership numbers and how let's see it just tanks within like 2 months um, Overwatch 2 was still like doing very well. But like for Diablo, let's see, where is it? It just like drops off (laughs) like crazy, Um, you know? And I just, I, I feel like I'm not, I, I didn't watch people play this game on Twitch. I really just played it, you know, like I said, just with my husband and a little bit with Steph. And like, I wasn't really super into this like community and this world and everything with the game. But even I felt the drop off, like the drastic drop off with this game, and maybe it's again because everyone was really upset about the patch. Even um, you know my close friends who were who were playing it, yeah, and then stopped playing it. Um, but then also, you know, bringing it back again, Baldur's Gate everyone is obsessed with Baldur's Gate now. You yeah, know, right. so I think it's just, like, kind of, it's just moving on. It's like, okay, well, here's our next it's online kind of fantasy game.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like that uh, Toy Story meme that's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. And he, like, drops Woody. And it's oh, sad. <laughs> I feel like that was Diablo. <laughs> like, Baldur's Gate came out, and it was our Buzz Lightyear, and it has all these new glowing flashing features. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to play with Woody. Well, anymore.
0: And I feel like they I feel like they waited too long. Like that's the thing, they is did. they um they meaning the developers, like so they, they the game releases on June whatever, second or third. Um and They did this patch and then they waited like way too, like, like I said before, they were just kind of like, oops, yeah, we know we did bad, but we'll do better in the future. And then they just (laughs) left it at that. Meanwhile, everybody's getting hyped for this other game. They're turning their heads, you know? And so I think like, like I'm looking at the patch notes on Blizzard's website and, um, the big, the big patch, the one that everybody hates came out on July 18th. And then they really didn't mm. fix it until August 8th. And by then, what has our what is already out? Yeah, Baldur's on PC. Yeah. And you know those PC people, they jumped on it. <laughs> PC
1: peers. And
0: <laughs> and, then, and then again <laughs> a week later, they did another like slight patch um, on August 15th. And it's just they waited too long. I think they just lost their. I they lost. Didn't their they,
2: I heard that they had like released a patch, and I forgive me if you already covered this. So they released the big patch that mm-hmm. you know, and then I heard they released one, and they're like look, and someone looked at the patch notes, and it said it was just like adding like a thing in the store like they just bothered, uh, gosh like patching the game just to make like a sale kind of thing i might have heard that wrong but i swear my husband told me something like that while i was playing it and i was like
0: oh that's that's entirely uh. that's entirely um likely because i'm looking at so that that the big patch the big patch was on um the bad patch i should say was on july 18th and then two mm. days later, they came out with um one point one, one point one point zero B, oh. and um <laughs> and that was two days later, and there was like a tiny little thing, and then a f- and then it wasn't until like a week another week went by that they did one point one point zero C and like fixed only like uh-huh. a few things. And so,
1: yeah, I'm, like, looking I'm, watching, I'm looking at the patch notes. I note. feel like Blizzard yeah. is just missing the point with not just with Diablo, but with a lot of their games right now.
0: Well, they and are... like Overwatch too. Like that's a prime example too. Yeah, I don't know if they you have a are... to say on that, but
1: well, no, I, I, they're just kind of missing what their fans are wanting.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. I mean, they're not hurting; they're a multi-million-dollar company. Mm-hmm. But if they keep up shit like this they're going to start seeing it in their sales and their profits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know anyone like, obviously we have like, you know, our circle of our circle of friends and gamers, but like, I don't know any, like nobody's talking about Diablo four anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched a, I watched a good mythical morning um, episode um, a couple weeks ago. Well, it was, it, it aired a few months ago. But um, it was actually the Good Mythical Kitchen series, and um, it's Mythical Chef Josh, and he had Post Malone on the show, oh. and they were, like, talking about Post food. And, yeah, Post Malone, like, loves those guys. He's been on their show multiple times. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But anyways, they were doing, like, a, you know, a segment and um, talking about food and, and whatnot, and, and, like, they, like, totally, like, slid in there that, like, because Post Malone loves Diablo 4. I don't know if he still plays it. He mm-hmm. probably doesn't. He's probably moved on to Baldur's Gate like the rest of us. Oh, <laughs> well, Post Malone loves fantasy mm-hmm. shit. He paid two hundred dollars for the One Ring card,
1: from, the Magic uh, card, Magic yeah. the Gathering, Gathering card. Yeah, yeah.
0: But and it was just funny because he like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I play Diablo, and then Mythical Chef Josh was like, oh, I have like a a level, what, you know, and he's and he's like basically mm-hmm. like trying to invite himself to like play. In post-malone's like online game, which can you imagine? They would be fun. I like Josh.
1: And I really like post Malone. He seems like a tenderheart. Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, I (laughs) I, always do like Tender Hearts. So yeah, he's probably playing Baldur's Gate like the rest of us. So moving on.
1: Oh, Diablo 4, you were an interesting game.
0: Yeah. And now it's time for Baldur's Gate right i know Moving i just, on. like i feel <laughs> like, out for Diablo 4 i like i feel bad like bringing up this topic because like i really did like Diablo 4 i do like i do not this is not past tense like i do like that game i really enjoyed it it was a lot of fun to play but i just feel like there were too many things that were just like oh seriously what? and then and also you guys know me i really enjoy playing couch co-op games I like playing online games with my friends and if nobody's playing Diablo anymore I'm not gonna play it by myself
1: right
2: right I don't think you're
1: alone in that that's for sure I do not either uh we still have a lot coming this month that we have do we have a side
0: mission cho- chosen I thought we did didn't we pick one
1: or did to
2: do a little recap of our experience at fan X which you guys can come oh, see yeah. us at?
1: Yes, we're going to be at Fan FanX. We have our own panel. Woot, woot, woot. Yeah, I know. us Cupcake 3 Yeah, We'll see cutscenes and cupcakes live. Oh my gosh, you guys. If we could record it or film it, we would. But they don't do shit like that for us. Yeah. And I could have my husband difficult. film it on his phone. Ugh. But I don't even think he's going. So you, <laughs> you won't get that bad quality. You won't get that quality video. And uh Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's too bad. <laughs> but it'll be fun. <laughs> Just come see us. <laughs> yeah. And then
1: next month is our spooky season, so we're getting <gasps> stoked for that as well. Yay! We would spooky. love for you to join us on our Discord. We would love for you to come hang out with us and say hi at FanX. So You guys, I-, I
0: bought a pumpkin today. Yay! At the grocery Ooh. store.
1: I love it.
2: I bought a case of pumpkin protein shakes, and I think they're the best things ever. I nice. got actually the coffee ones are better, but a know. really cool
1: witchy tablecloth <laughs> that I'm excited for.
0: I Yay. I got a I got a welcome mat. Well, it's a doormat, but for inside, um, it's not. Can we do what mat. I did? And uh-huh. I hid it. I I didn't want to. I didn't want Jason to know that I bought it yet because it was on sale. It was only like ten bucks, which is amazing for like a nice match Right now, he knows now. But at the time, <laughs> I hid it in the trunk of my car because I'm like, uh, it's. Uh, he's gonna give me crap for buying this so early. <laughs> this was a couple of weeks ago. You know what? As
2: far as I'm concerned, it's already fall. Like it's it's fall started last month. No, so it's fall, y'all. It did. Mm. I want us all. Remember how last year I came up with my little pumpkin song? I want us all to come up with like a two second song for fall, and then we'll sing it at the beginning of every spooky episode will we at the same time we'll see, yeah we'll you that. guys not want to do this with me about that we will see we will see i will about do that. i will do my about own then and you are we just gonna have to see. listen to it and i'm gonna make it extra obnoxious and i oh. edit this podcast so you'll well, be that's forced something to listen for to everyone it. to look forward to <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right oh you guys. guys go
2: grab a friend
0: Eat
1: cupcakes.
0: And play some video games. Whether they're controversial or not, have fun. Yes, we love all all the games. Thanks for listening. This has been an Age of Geek media production.